Welcome to Entrepreneurs in Action, the series where we hear from entrepreneurs from all over the world on how they bring success to their clients and build their own success in the process. I'm your host, Warwick Merry from warwickmerry.com. Now let's get straight to it and hear from our next Entrepreneur in Action. Welcome back to another episode of Entrepreneurs in Action. I'm excited today because we're going to be talking about SEO, which is basically that mystical black box magic that the internet holds. I have with me the lovely Paul Sideridis. Now, did I say that? Did I say that correctly? Spot on. Awesome. The lovely Paul Sideridis from Critic One. Welcome, Paul. Thank you. Um, now, Paul, there's a lot of people out there who talk about SEO. There's a lot of people talk about you know ranking and getting your website to number one and all that sort of rubbish. Um, uh, and for one of a more technical term. What qualifies you to be talking about about SEO? What's your background? Okay, I've um, I've been in the industry since two thousand, so I've got a good fourteen or so years of uh, working within the space. Um, during that process, we built websites. Um, we've been involved in uh, the deployment and, uh, I guess, the building of uh, anything from small to very large uh, brand-based websites within Australia. And uh, throughout that process, we've um, been involved in technical aspects, marketing aspects, branding aspects. So uh, I've got a, a pretty, I, I guess, um, in-depth understanding of, of the whole what it takes to create a successful website from start to finish. That's an interesting concept successful website. So from your perspective, what would you call a successful website? A successful website would be uh, something which, first of all, uh, attracts the right audience, uh, engages with them, so delivers the key information that they're looking for throughout different aspects of the research and buying cycle, and uh, then helps them, uh, I guess, keep in touch with you or um, communicate with you so that you can drive them towards a business outcome. Okay. Uh, and I think that's really important to, to understand because I think too many people sort of go, oh, got to have a website. Let's make it rank really high without understanding what do they want their website to do. So you've talked before about some of you've worked with some of the big brands or something. Are you able to name some of the some of the companies that you've helped work on their websites and their web strategies with? Yeah, with uh, some of the previous clients include Swiss Vitamins, uh, Davy Water Pumps, uh, Metricon Homes. Uh, and obviously there's been, you know, small clients amongst that mix. Mm. But the small ones have also benefited from the strategy that's gone into the into the larger clients. Okay, fantastic. Um, I, I think there is a lot of push to you know, and and you and I have been speaking previously about SEO, all about get the number one spot in Google or get on the first page in in Google. Um, surely it's not that simple. Just getting on the first page. How important is that? And how do you get to the first page? It's quite a big question. Okay. <laughs> we have the serious questions here on Entrepreneurs in Action. All right. Well, you know, there's been a lot of debate around keywords and rankings, and a lot of people are saying that, you know, search engine rankings are not that important, and people are starting to dismiss keywords and say, well, they're not important. Um, I guess at the end of the day, you need to take a holistic approach. Um, anything that you're doing when you're building your website is targeted towards your key audience. And what is it that they, they'll be searching for in order to find a suitable vendor, provider, you know, product and so on. So uh, I think it really, it does come down to a keyword because realistically, when we want to search or find something, we nut it down to a keyword. So it begins with a keyword and then it moves into a theme, into a topic. So ultimately, 
you know, without getting too bogged down with the technicalities, mm -hmm. if you focus on those elements and build a website focused around those, and when I say focused, you drill down into pages and, uh, you know, make sure each page is relevant to a topic or a keyword or a theme and make it relevant to your target audience. Then, yes, there are SEO technical elements that lay behind that, but that's the beginning of it. And then from that, you will then have a better understanding as time goes on how relevant your pages are to your consumers and you can hone those in and refine them. Okay. Um, Google is known for changing its mind all the time or changing its processes or just changing. So who's to say that something that we do today is still going to be relevant tomorrow? Like, yeah. is, is how big an issue is that for, for you, like in your industry? I find that topic very interesting because a lot of people say, oh, you know, Google's changed their mind or they've shifted the goalposts again. And the, the funny thing is that, yes, the game is changing, the rules are shifting and adjusting, and new areas are, are coming into play, but the core basics that have been in play, you know, going back seven, eight years ago, are still in play today. Right. The difference is that Google is now penalizing and enforcing rules which they previously let slide. Right. So that's that, That's the key detrimental. And then the other big shifter is that you are, people are now being penalized for things they used to do wrong or have done wrong in the past, whether they knew about it or not. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas in the past, Google would have turned around and said, okay, well, you know what? We can see you've done this bad thing, so we're not going to give you a credit for it, but we're not going to penalize you. Whereas now they will penalize you. Okay. Well, we've we've said that we're going to be talking about the five top five SEO mistakes according to Google. So so let's get into it. What's what would be the first the first mistake according to Google for SEO? Well, a lot of times, you know, and uh, Matt Cutts, who is the, the senior engineer at, at Google, search um, engineer, a lot of times it comes back to uh, relevance to your audience. So I think the first point is that a lot of people think of SEO and they say, okay, well, this is a technical aspect. They don't sit back and go, okay, well, the goal is to connect and attract my audience. So they lose sight of that and they start writing their web pages as if they're targeting some robot, which is the Google search engine, and they lose track of their true audience. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's probably one of the biggest mistakes. They don't make it relevant. They don't make it appealing on a visual and a written perspective and lose focus of ultimately what their goal is. So if they were to get a prospective client to that website, there would be no connection and uh, no return on investment because they would not be interested in what they're saying. Yeah, yeah. Because there are some websites that are not, well, not gobbledygook. They're, they're not far from it in terms of, as you say, it looks like they've been set up for a different purpose. So you get there and then there's no call to action. There's no understanding of what's going on. You land on a page where they've got an article and instead of being consumed and drawn into that article, you sit there and read it and walk away from it and feel that you really haven't gained anything. Yeah. So, and that's reflective of uh, that website's brand or that business's brand. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we need to make sure that our content is actually focused on the end user. What other mistakes do Google okay. advise us um, Another one is where a lot of people will turn around and go, okay, I've built this great-looking website, I have this great-looking website built for us, and uh, we're not getting any Google exposure. We, we do a search for our our business name or our topics or services or products, and... Uh, no, you know, we're not coming up anywhere and they're a bit dumbfounded to that because what happens a lot of times is ultimately there is a strong underlying technical layer to websites 
and sometimes people will have either used a technology or a technique um, or a couple of other elements that Google looks at a website and says, okay, well, number one, either I can't see your pages um, or number two, you're telling me that I shouldn't be including your pages in my search results. Right. And a lot of that really goes hidden. And, you know, if you know, unless you know what to look for or have some kind of audit system to uh, find that for you. Yeah. Um, you could be in a situation where you know you're just dumbfounded by why you're not found in Google search. Yeah, yeah. So Google actually ignoring your website and or pages on your website that would be catastrophic because most of us spend, if not money, then definitely a lot of time and effort getting our websites looking very appealing. So, um, so if Google doesn't see your website, what what do you do about that? Well, the funny thing is that I've spoken to a couple of people of late and. Uh, they're like, oh, well, people, you know, Google isn't important to us, um, so we're, we don't want to come up, really. But then you find when people type in their business name, they're not coming up either. Yeah, yeah. So it's an interesting approach. And, you know, what do you do? Well, ultimately, you need to get to the, to the crux of it. Yeah. You need to figure out, you know, where, technically, where is my website failing? Um, and as I said, it's, it's, there's a lot of tools out there um, that will run a, some kind of diagnostic on your website okay. and help you assess where it is. It's not a biggie, yep. but if you don't know what you're looking for, it yeah, can yeah. be detrimental. So basically, someone's got to pop the hood and have a look at the internal workings of your website to find much. out what's not going on. Okay. Um, we talked about keywords before. Um, how important are keywords to SEO? Now, and, and the reason I say this is, you know, I see on the internet people saying, oh, we'll get you to the first page of, of Google. I can get there myself. All i got to do is search my name and I've got the first five entries on it. So how, how important are keywords and how do you pick your keyword? Okay, I think one of the biggest things that people need to do is they need to go back to their customers and their audience and understand the language that's being used during the research and, and sales cycle. Um, you know, there are tools out there like Google AdWords tool, but you've got to realize that it's going to tell you roughly how many people are searching for a phrase and the volumes based on region and blah, blah, blah. But ultimately, these are tools built if you're using uh, Google's advertising engine. Now, it's a good insight. It's, a good, it's good to understand trending. But ultimately, you need to look back and say, what language, what keywords, what terminology am I using when I communicate with my audience? And then build pages that are, I guess, um, created around those topics and themes and ensure that those pages are then focused to deliver answer questions and hopefully influence people to the point where they can get a conversion or, or an outcome. Right. So I could dig down and get technical, but I think ultimately that's where you need to start. Yeah, yeah. So what do you do if... You've got a couple of keywords, but they're spelt this. They're similar but different. Let me give you an example. Uh, for me, as a, I'm a, a master of ceremonies, and so that could be MC spelt MCS or MC. That could be MC spelt E M C E. That could be master of ceremonies. So do I just have all those three keywords, or how do I use all three of that in the the text of my page, or how do you do that kind of stuff? All right. So a lot of people, when they typically think of keywords, they go, okay, well. I need to be found for keyword X, and uh, that's what they call exact match. Now, in the real world, when someone's searching, as you as you outlined, for a particular service, they will search for it using different phrases, different variations, um, synonyms, and so forth. Mm. So that's why earlier on I mentioned uh, keywords, topics, themes, because ultimately we're not being searched for one keyword. We're being searched one service or product 
could be searched for using 15 or 20 different keywords, variations or themes. So what we're doing is we're building topical pages um, that are still focused on that topic, but when the, the goal is to not drill it down and make it look like it was written for a robot targeting that same keyword after keyword after keyword because that's not natural and you're not going to get a result. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Um, all right, so w we've talked about uh, making sure that we're writing for the right people, that make sure our, our pages can be seen by Google, making sure that we're, we're using keywords because it, it sounds like they're still quite effective. Uh, what else? Um, people say to me, oh, the more links to my page, the better. And in fact, I, I don't know what's happening, but I get a lot of comments on my blog from people that are, obviously have not read the blog and then putting stuff with a whole stack of different links. So uh, are, are just random links better? This is where, I guess, the online, uh, online landscape is changing dramatically. Uh, Google have themselves turned around and stated that around 30% of the information on the web is junk. So what's happening a lot is that there's a lot of links out there, well, a lot of websites that are built just to fabricate Google, um, Google results. Mm -hmm. And these sites are full of uh, replicated and duplicated articles, with questionable links that point to websites. So Google knows of them, and whilst it's a challenge for them to find which ones are authentic and which ones are not, um, ultimately these links which are votes to your website um, are being, uh, uh, how can I call it, um, they're being, uh, their impact and their vote juice, if I can say, is being diminished. And ultimately, websites, if you, you, know, you could say if you had a thousand links to your website, then potentially 900 of those, because they're coming from questionable sources, um, the value of those have been totally diminished. Because it used to be the backlinks were amazing. You get all the backlinks, it was fantastic, it was great, because the community thought it was, was good. So this is why people have created these uh, faux or false backlinks. So now what you're saying is Google can tell or it's trying to ascertain the ones that are just rubbish, that are just set up purely to try and get you ahead of the game, will no longer be considered. Yeah, so links are still a, a very big factor in, in where your website comes up in search results. But obviously Google knows that. And because of that, they're making it harder for questionable sources to influence their, their results. And that's right. why, you know, it's always been quality over quantity, but those who have gone for quantity are now feeling the pain. Okay. Uh, so we've talked about links, we've talked about keywords, etc. cetera. Uh, another thing that people talk about a lot is uh, page titles or descriptions or headings. How important are they? A lot of it's funny because a lot of people turn around and I had someone comment on LinkedIn and they said oh, I didn't think that titles and descriptions were relevant anymore, and that was from someone within the industry. And I, I found that quite interesting that how you know there's people that say okay, well that's a myth or that's a myth or this is no longer relevant. Um, once again, and I don't want to repeat myself, but what what's happening is you come back to the basics, and the basics are what are my audience searching for? What are they looking for? How do I appear more relevant and focused? So if we go back and say someone does a search on Google and they search for a keyword or a service and you come up within the search results and you've got one chance to impress them and that one chance is through a short title, a title which is on your page and the short description which shows in the results. Now you can tell Google what you want to show there. And as long as what you've got in your title and your description is relevant to what's on your page, Google will show it. So if you don't use those, Google will pick automatically what it shows. Right. So there's a lost opportunity to impress, connect, and convert. All right. So it is. it might not influence your Google exposure, but it will influence the amount of people that connect with you and click through to your page. So it's vital. So it actually sounds like 
a lot of people have been developing their websites and really focusing on what Google wants when the reality is it's it's critical and more important to focus on what does your target market want? What do the what do the humans want? What do your customers want? Would that be a fair statement? Yeah, it's still a very technical uh, um, layer, yeah. but if you are focusing on what your audience wants and presenting that information in a proper fashion, then absolutely. Right. Um, it's, so, you know, we, we've talked about all these kind of things that you need to do. How do I know whether my website needs help? Like, you know, I've I'm, my website, I think, looks pretty and I'm very attached to it and I've done a whole lot of work and I've had a great friend help me make it. How do I know whether it's good or not? Because there are, everyone's, my, you know, my friend who helped build it's like, oh, I'm good at SEO, I've done the right thing by you. How, how will I know? That's quite interesting because I have a, a lot of discussions with people and, uh, you know, whether it be through uh, just general discussion or a general review or we've run our, our audit product on, on their website, um, I'll turn around and say, look, you know, your website's falling short in these given areas and people will typically respond and say, okay, well, we're ranking okay in Google at the moment, so it must be okay. And it, it's one of those things that people are sitting on a ticking time bomb and, you know... If I can connect it with a parallel, it's like a lot of people that look at IT. You know, unless there's a fire or something's blown up, then there's nothing wrong. And uh, I think people need to be a lot more responsive, rather than being responsive, more proactive when it comes to uh, their websites. Um, because ultimately, you know, you've seen, you, there's been a lot of news out there in the media where people are saying, oh, well, you know, we've had to sack half of our staff or half of our force because our Google exposure has basically gone from page one to nowhere. Mm. So I think it's important that people are a lot more uh, proactive yep. and ensure that they are, um, their website is uh, optimized and Google friendly, so therefore they don't get impacted. So how can I tell? Like, you know, for me, how, how do I know? Okay, so... Once again, without trying to push our product, there are varied tools out there that will allow you to look at different aspects. Mm-hmm. Um, but from our perspective, we've spent the last two years refining what we call our website health check. Mm-hmm. And what it does is, given our knowledge of Google and what they're looking for, it goes through and there's an endless amount of things that it'll check your website for. So if you have a 30-page website, our product will crawl that website and go through and look at every single element on the page and then compare those across every single element on your website as a whole. Right. So there's a massive checklist. Yeah. And ultimately it comes back after doing all that boring technical mumbo jumbo. Yeah. And it gives you a clean um, list of things that we find as errors, warnings and notices and how to fix them. Okay. Okay. So if... If I want to, you know, find out more about how you can uh, help me in, in my website, how can I get in touch with you? Okay, well, you could uh, either give us a call, mm-hmm. um, or you can visit our website, um, and you know, there's a lot of educational material on there that you can look up on, or you can simply run our free audit um, okay. uh, tool. There is a, a light version there, right? And from there on, you know, if you are interested, you can then pay. I think it's, you know, it's from fifty nine dollars or so, and uh, you can then run. Okay. The product on your website and get a full report. All right, so we can get a, a there's a free website audit you can get, and that's going to your website at critic1.com.au. So C R I T I C 1 O N E.com.au. Correct. Um, or give give the Paul and the team a call at 1300 664 550. Paul, thank you for coming in today and uh, sharing with us some of the five uh, SEO mistakes. It's been, it's been great to uh, illuminate on some of the magic that is SEO. Thank you. You've been listening to Entrepreneurs in Action with your host, Warwick Merry. You've been listening to Entrepreneurs in Action, proudly brought to you by the Entrepreneurs Alliance Inner Circle. 
They work with entrepreneurs to create wealth, freedom and connections. You can find out more about them at www.eaic.com.au. Well, that's it for this edition of The Entrepreneurs in Action. Thanks for joining me. I've been your host, Warwick Merry from warwickmerry.com. I look forward to joining you next time for another episode of Entrepreneurs in Action.